So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Peace Bandit. And we're asking him some questions today about his upcoming album, Co-Creative. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Uh, it's been super good. I feel like I haven't really announced the release date of the album yet, but it's like there in my bio and stuff. So mm -hmm. some people might know and some people might not, but, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, the album's coming out on January 7th and I've put out two songs so far and everything's been great so far. People have, I've been like tweeting about the album and the album name for like months. So people mm -hmm. already kind of know it's coming. So um, I'm just stoked to get it out there. You know, it's just me. So I'm kind of just throwing it out there and seeing what happens. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name Co-Creative and the cover art? Yeah. So I actually have the cover art right here. It's a painting um, that my friend Lauren did. This is exclusive. Ooh, okay. 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 So it's like this. I don't know if you could see it really well, but it's mm -hmm. like two people on a swing. Yeah. This kind of abstract cosmic goop. Mm -hmm. um, it's the best way to describe it. And yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm super pumped on the artwork. Um, I actually haven't put that out anywhere yet. So I'm super excited. Um, and yeah, the album title basically just describes the album. So every song was me and a different artist. So I feel like it was just a fully collaborative album and that's why it's called co-creative. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Yeah. Yeah. So it all started with, uh, this song called dynamite, which is the song I just put out, um, last week. Mm -hmm. And really once I wrote that song, I just said, I want to turn this into something more than this. And I booked the entire album <laughs> worth of studio time without even having written any more songs. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. So I was like, okay, now I have like a month and a half to write a whole album. So it, it kind of kicked me into high gear and I had kind of been wanting to do some other stuff because, you know, the pandemic slowed down the band um, stuff with loyalty. So I was kind of looking for another outlet and um, I had all these people I've been wanting to work with for years. So it kind of felt like the right way to do it. So basically, yeah, I just, um, it started out with these little demo sessions with me and the other person. None of it was really just me. It's all fully because people ask like how much was really you and how much was the other person. It really is like 50, 50, like each song I met with the person one-on-one -on -one ahead of time. And we kind of threw around ideas and crafted the songs together and uh, it kind of always starts with the chat, kind of see how they're doing, see what they're feeling. We kind of listen to music and hang out for a few hours. And then that kind of just sparks some ideas and we start working on a song and it happens organically. So, and then, you know, some songs came together more in the studio. Some of them were more finished before we even went in there. So, but yeah, it really was just meeting with each person and brainstorming and I'm really just super pumped with how it all came out oh yeah you can definitely tell like that it was written like each song was written with the person that's on the track because like we've interviewed people that have done similar things to what you did but you could tell it was just like their song 
and someone hopped on a verse that was already written and everything. Mm-hmm. And this one, I was like, I'm listening to the album and I'm like, on some of the songs, I'm like, is Will going to like sing it all? Like it's, it's his project. <laughs> like yeah. Where, yeah. where the fuck is he even at? So like, it's super cool that uh, you guys like really work together on each track. Yeah. So the ones that I'm not singing on, I'm playing all the guitars and bass and everything. So um, I definitely did a bulk of the instrumentation on the album. So yeah, it's it's cool that way. Like you said, I was totally game for whatever. I wasn't like I need to sing on every song. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was I'm pretty pumped on the songs that I'm I'm not in because <laughs> um, I don't know. It's cool. I, I got to put more work in the instrumentation for those songs. So um, yeah, it was just super cool keeping open to working with different people. And I I like to think the. Uh, the main through line of the album is my songwriting and you can kind of tell that's there throughout. So um, I, I really, I don't know, really kind of a unique experience that feels like the perfect first album for me. It's my first full length album I've ever done. So it's really cool that it got to be such a collaborative thing. For sure. And uh, each collaborator, is it like people that you've known for a long time? I know you said like it's people you've wanted to work with, but was that the case for every single person on the record? So there were some I knew more than others. So like, for example, Zach from Doubleheader is on one of the songs. Um, Obviously him I've known for a while. My friend Kyle, who's in a band called Future Reflection, he was in a song and that was Barefoot Daydream. And I've known him for a while. One of the songs is my sister. One of them's my roommate. So I would say like 75% are people that I already know really well. But there were a few that I was kind of new to working with. For example, Paul Singh, who's on the last song. He's from a boy named John. Um, I knew him sort of mm-hmm. by proxy through the scene, but I never really worked with him. And so it was totally new working with him. I was like scared to ask him if he was interested. And then he was he was interested right away. So and that's my favorite song in the album. So I'm super happy with that. And then also the first song uh, with Morgan Ulrich. I didn't really know her beforehand. I had just seen her on social media with her flute TikToks and stuff. So um, I hit her up because of that. I had probably met her before at a show or something, but I didn't really know her at all. So we just connected and started jamming. And that song actually came about really fast. So um, yeah, it's funny. The people that I didn't know, their songs were some of the easiest that came together the easiest. It's kind of interesting. But yeah, so totally mixed bag of people I know really well and people that are kind of new faces. So that's interesting that you say that uh, the songs that you made with people that you don't really know as well as others came together faster than working with your friends. That's, that's the complete opposite of what I would have thought. But then again, you have to take into account, like just, you just get off track when you're working with friends. I would assume that happened a lot. Yeah. So I think like the people I knew less, like when they came, they were there to work, you know? Mm -hmm. So we kind of got down to business a little more. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, the process is different with each song, but, I really don't care what pace it goes at. Like, I don't care if we just hang out for five hours and we get two lyrics out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. good and it carries into something beautiful later, then it's worth it. So, you know, I don't really care how long it all takes, but 
yeah, really just, I made some like lifelong new friends from this album and lifelong collaborators as well. Like Doug, who produced the album, Doug Gallo, um, is now one of my best friends and really feel like he's someone that I'll be working with for a long time. Actually, loyalty is going to work with him in the future now. So making a lot of good connections as well. For sure. All right. Uh, So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Oof. Um, Um. There's a few, maybe I'll pick a few. (laughs) Um, I think that first of all, there's a line in the opening track, Glad, uh, which is mostly an instrumental song. Um, But that lyric at the end, it's super simple. It's like the least deep lyric on the whole album, but it's like, do you really want it or do you just want to have it? And I just love that lyric because First of all, I feel like I know a lot of people who kind of like want the attention of being successful, but don't want to put the work in. And that's kind of what I was thinking about when I wrote that. Um, But then Morgan interpreted it in a totally different way in kind of a relationship context. So it kind of took on two meanings. Um, But I feel like that statement just sums up a lot of what I do, because I feel like I put in a lot of hard work and it's, it's really about the art and the product and how it comes out. And I think it really sums up the album really well. So I would say that's one. Um, I would say number two would be on the song in transit, just that main lyric can't retreat to a space that isn't mine. So I'll spend year 26 in transit Um, My roommate Taylor, who's on the song, is 26, and I'm about to be 26. And that's kind of how we both feel. Like, we're kind of just, like, moving from place to place and figuring life out and, you know, living in different apartments. And your mid-20s is just a lot of experimenting and trying things and figuring out the best way to be an adult. So um, I think that's one of my favorites as well. And then I'll pick one more. Let's Mm -hmm. see. Probably in, let's see. I got to think through the songs. There's so many. I just listened to it too. Pretty much all the lyrics in the song Borderline, I think are just very, it's all about my mental health and, oh, no, no. Okay. I thought of one. Sorry. So (laughs) on the song, um, it's the 10th song, the song with my sister, her name's Kayla. We have a song called Riding Starlight, which is also about mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lyric, when the common world's beyond our means, we discover that stillness is still within our reach. Um, and it's kind of realizing that when things get hectic and out of control, that you can just take a moment to breathe and realize that you're alive and be grateful for that, even if everything else around you is crazy. And I kind of wrote it about my meditation that I do and everything. So I think that lyric really sums up a lot for me as well. So there's my three part answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Yeah. So um, let's see. Let me think through the track list. 
Um, I would say glad too took the longest to write just because we were kind of trying to figure out the right vibe. That's the one that's kind of like a smorgasbord of sounds. Like it's kind of like new metal, but it's also like electronic pop at the same time. And it's like a giant mash of different sounds. Um, and obviously because of that, it took a while to figure that one out and figure out the vibe. Um, I would say that and this year almost killed me took the longest because those are both like the big production based songs where I feel like the production is such a big part of the sound of the song. Those kind of songs always take the longest to kind of like figure out the vibe, so to speak. So, and then, yeah, I would say the last song Hazel is my favorite song. I kind of have two favorites because I feel like dynamite is my favorite chorus that I've ever written, but Hazel is definitely my personal favorite on the album just because, I mean, it was like a starstruck moment for me personally working with Paul, first of all. And second of all, it was just something different about that song. I feel like it's a good, like, it's a good indicator of like what I'm kind of writing next. Um, And I kind of like the kind of mystical feel it has so and there's also a little easter egg at the end of that song that i really like where it kind of calls back to earlier songs on the album in a very subtle way you have to like really listen for it so i think upon multiple listens people kind of pick up on that but yeah hazel definitely my my fave all right perfect all right uh, so how did the track list for this album come about? Did you write the opening to be an opener, closer to be a closer? Just kind of shuffle it around, listen through a couple of times. What was the process like? Yeah, so that took forever. That was probably the longest thing. So the first two songs, Glad and Dynamite, were always going to be the first two because it just felt like they went together and it was a good start to the album. And mm-hmm. then Hazel was always going to be last. So I had like three definites, but then a bunch of other stuff to play around with in between. And that was the one thing that I kind of kept sacred where I was like, I'm picking this because everything else was so collaborative and it was Mm -hmm. like me and someone else calling the shots on songs. But I was like, the one thing I want to have say over is like the order everything goes in. So it definitely took forever because you got to like listen to it in every order possible Mm -hmm and figure out what's the best. And I still question it sometimes, but honestly, I'm, I'm really happy with, with the order. I think it kind of like tells a story and I feel like the second half is like the darker half a little bit. So I think it kind of has a cool, uh, cool flow to it. So. All right. For sure. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you were writing this album? Complete utter despair. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that, no, I mean, I mean, well, (laughs) so, I mean, the pandemic had been going on, so, Mm -hmm. and I guess it was the beginning of 2021, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of anxiety, depression, but it's funny because, like, the writing sessions were all really fun and Mm -hmm. lively and energetic, so, um, kind of like with my name and everything I do, it's all like a duality. So, you know, all of these deep seated 
dark feelings inside me, but also having fun during the writing sessions and having a lot of energy. And I feel like the songs kind of reflect that because a lot of them are energetic, but, you know, kind of have this dark undertone in the lyrics. So, mm. yeah, I mean, it was certainly refreshing to work with people, but I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and feeling kind of cooped up inside and unsure what to do with my time. So, yeah. Mm. That's valid. All right. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? Should they blast at a party? What do you personally recommend? However you want. <laughs> I kind of okay. like, I don't like to be like, you need to listen to this in order <laughs> in a room by yourself yeah. on vinyl. In, you know, it's mm. like, no, no. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to do. I feel like there's songs you could play at a party and there's also songs you could just cry to when you're by yourself. So, I mean, if you want to just throw on a song, throw on a song. If you want to put it on and listen deeply, you can do that too. I think there's like things about the songs that can appeal to just background music. And there's also things in the song you'll only pick up on if you sit down and listen closely. So I'm just grateful for anyone checking it out, really. All right. It's very wholesome. Um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, alternative pop clusterfuck. <laughs> okay. That's how I would describe it. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Yeah, I think mostly like reflection, contemplation, and acceptance. And um, there's a lot of songs about mental health and stuff like that and um, but it all kind of has a theme of like accepting your issues and learning how to live with them and you know I mean there's a lot of things that are just fucked up in our brains as human beings that mm -hmm. we just have to learn how to live with and it doesn't really go away and the older you get the more you realize that it's not like conquering something it's like learning to live with it and learning to appreciate the beauty in it as well and learning to appreciate the good times as well so yeah i think it's really um acceptance and emotional growth there we go all right i like oh, that that was powerful oh my Very god powerful. <laughs> all right thank you Dude. um so what band or artists influence you think you can hear on this album if any there's so many we did that me and each artist did these like playlists uh, for every song of artists that inspired us. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So each song is going to have its own little like eight song playlist of inspirations. Um, and if you don't mind, I'm going to have to look to <laughs> remember <laughs> some of these artists. So I'm going to look no at worries. this. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. So because I mean, every song is vastly different, to be honest, but mm -hmm. Surprisingly, in multiple songs, I was getting some Linkin Park influence on some of the songs. Definitely okay. taking that. Definitely the Wonder Years as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was listening to some more like electronic music too, like Porter Robinson's newest album. I was really, really into, and that kind of really influenced the first song and some of the other songs. So um, I would say Porter Robinson as well. Um, I've always been really inspired by five seconds of summer. They're my favorite band. So, so sure. So lots of, lots of influence from them. Um, I would say always everything I do has got some Mayday Parade in there as uh, well. And so true. Turnover and a lot of like more shoegazy bands. So mm-hmm. honestly, some like 21 Pilots as well. Oh, you know who is a huge influence? Wow. I can't believe I didn't think about this. Um, I don't know if you know Biba Doobie. Her name is she's a <laughs> she's like an alternative singer. Um, she's like toured with the 1975 before. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds familiar. I can't. I, I I think I know, but I'm continue. Sorry. Yeah, it's like B E A B A D O O B E E. It's like a really long, confusing spelling. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, highly recommend. But I was listening to her all the time, like while I was recording this album. Um, so definitely her and like the 1975 as well. Anyone who like rocks, but also like has a real like pop sensibility as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anything like that was a was a big influence. I was trying to, you know, really lean into like the my pop side as well. So I'm really uh, it's definitely all over the place. But, you know, there's some songs that are more punk and some that are more pop and um but yeah i guess that's my long answer (laughs) all right perfect Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album yeah so well i guess this isn't like creating the album per se but filming the dynamite music video was like the best day of my whole year like it was just It, it all just went so well. Like I put so much work into planning it and the way it turned out was like exactly what we wanted. So that definitely that. Um, and then really just being in the studio with Doug every day was my favorite thing. Like Aww, I really, yeah. I really like Doug just gets what I'm trying to do really well. So I kind of found the perfect producer for me and he taught me a lot about production and stuff as well. So really just all the recording sessions and then that music video. All right. Perfect. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Uh, Unfortunately, because it's not good for you, but, um, Mm -hmm. Those Welch's fruit snacks. Oh God, those are yeah. those are so good. So it doesn't good. matter if they're favorite. if they're bad for you. They're they're good either way. It's fine. They're, I could decimate a huge family size bag of those in one yeah. night. Yeah, like they're Easy. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a small time where my partner would always have a couple of packs on them at all times, and I got like hooked on them. It was bad, <laughs> man. It was very bad. Are you allowed oh, to have those? Yeah. They're gelatin. I don't care. I mean, okay. anyway, they snack too hard, man. In my That's brain, fair. I'm allowed to have them. What can I say? That's fair. Yeah, they're vegan. They're vegan. They are now. So, they yeah, are what? now real. Isn't gelatin like horse bones or something like that? Doesn't matter. Yes. I'm eating them anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs horses anyway? For real. For real. What do they do? Uh, so on the topic of food, 
if the project was a dish, what dish would the project be? Oh, wow. Um, Co-creative or a dish. Wow. It would have to be something very, like, varied. Um, Maybe an omelet. Hmm. I feel like it's like a big old omelet with a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of toppings inside. Not toppings, I guess, but whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely an omelet. All right. Okay. Perfect. Um. So where do you see uh, the project in the next five years? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. No, this is a good question actually. So I am going to start playing some shows and trying to maybe even tour as well. Um. But um the real goal of this whole thing is like i want to be doing more songwriting like behind the scenes for other artists Mm -hmm. and it's kind of already leading to that like a few of the people from the album i'm already writing future stuff for them and stuff like that so it's kind of like been this big networking thing and it's already worked so it's really cool um and yeah that's my plan i i want to be in five years, I want to have a song on the charts, you know, I, I yeah. really, I'm looking to really like write songs and kind of make that my, my bread and butter. So that's kind of the, the end goal of all of this. All right. Oh, I love yeah. that. All right. See I'll you on see the charts you on the in charts. five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Uh, so we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom! So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I know we asked you this in loyalty to me uh, interview, but it's been so long, so we're just going to redo it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was some sort of bagel sandwich. and it's I think still, so. It still is going to be, but it's going to be a little different. Okay. So I would get, this is like loaded, but like uh, everything bagel, with egg, lox, roasted red peppers, and avocado. Mm. Boom. There's my sandwich. That's and delicious. For the drink, uh, hmm, I don't really drink soda, but water is boring. Oh. Um, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this coffee place by me where they do like, espresso that was like aged in bourbon barrels or some like fancy shit like that oh wow um so i get this latte from there that has like cbd in it Mm. and it's like it's so good so i would get my latte from the joint all right perfect isn't that like that doesn't make sense to me coffee with cbd in it because doesn't cbd like yeah it it cancels each other out a little bit but it's okay (laughs) amazing okay all right um so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live oh uh i've been re-watching doctor who that's mm. like my old favorite show yeah i would love to travel with the doctor for a week and travel through time in the tardis so there we go all right that's a good answer so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What is your favorite color? I would say, mm-hmm. oh man, I don't know. I think I said purple last time, but I don't know. I've been messing with blue lately. All shades oh. of blue. 
I mean, it's right here, all this album cover. So. Oh yeah, true. I like I like blue, I, and I like blue and gold together. That's a yeah, that's a my cover. vibe. All right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um. So as Corey said, that's all questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh yeah, you can follow me at Peace the Bandit on Instagram and Twitter. Um, on TikTok, it's Peace Bandit. I was able to snag it on there, but nowhere Whoa, else. That's rare. Yeah, I know. Um, try. I'm working on the rest. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. I've been making some YouTube videos, uh, kind of breaking down songs I like and reacting to songs and stuff like that. So you could just look up Peace Bandit on YouTube and all my music videos are on there as well. And I'm pretty sure by the time this will be out, the album will be out. So check mm-hmm. out my album, Co-Creative, and tell me what you think. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for snout us and Peace Bandit, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>